and welcome back to W-Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated films. In today's episode, we will be delving into our ninth film on IMDb's Bottom 100 uh, with a returning special guest. Um, So for any new listeners, my name is Daisy, and as always, I'm joined by um, our podcast co-creator and co-host, Claire. Claire, how are you doing? Hello. Um... I mean, full discretion, you were sat with me less than 24 hours ago sobbing on a bench in Camden. So I think, I think Silly we, don't, we don't want to get into how I'm doing, but I'm glad we're back to podcasting. It's been yes. four, five months? Four months, I think, since we recorded the last one. So for the listeners, it's going to be slightly different. Um, we did have another pod, uh, episode in the bank from um, from before we took a break. Um, so this won't be the break <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> but for us, it has been four months since we've recorded. And it's so, so exciting to be back. And so exciting to be introducing back to the podcast, our parody correspondent, <laughs> Alex G. Also, now like triple threat podcast host right i don't know what's going on with my life <laughs> you should have joined us on the bench yesterday for a cry yeah, i think that would have helped that really would have helped no honestly it's, i'm so happy to be back i cannot wait we meant that when we said that you know it's gonna stick to it now yeah He's all like, oh, I don't want to talk about this film, but has quite like famously been dragging Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo all over social media. <gasps> I haven't seen that. Oh. Not, as in, like, I haven't seen the film and I haven't seen Alex's... It's so interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, we're on this podcast where we're talking about the worst films and I absolutely loved, obviously, Vampires Suck, which was the last <laughs> episode I was on. And then, obviously, I'm talking about my distaste for what is considered the greatest film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> a public yeah. I, I shouldn't do like, it I shouldn't do it but are you like eating upside down or something like something is just not quite right yeah I, I <laughs> don't know what it is this is the wonderful thing about film criticism right and reviewing everyone's got their own taste even if they're wrong they're... Exactly. I mean <laughs> you know what you know what it's out there now <laughs> I thought I, I'm not gonna lie I didn't want to be like not genuine on, <laughs> on the podcast so I, I had to give out my true thoughts which to be fair I didn't really back up with any kind of solid evidence as to why I didn't like it but I yeah just no yeah not um, for me was that that was your first Alfred Hitchcock film right yeah it was so um it's not really I don't I don't know maybe I need to watch Psycho and I'll be like blown away who knows I thought Psycho was better than Virgo I I thought Virgo was good but I didn't love it but I do also think that's because it's been redone so many times now like I'd probably seen it done in other ways so it didn't feel that original mm. talking of doing things that have already been done <laughs> yeah. shall we crack on to our actual film let's correct course right. yeah I mean par- parody correspondent you know people's ears must have pricked up at that and thought right this is one of the uh 11 is there like 11 I think we said that there 11 or 12 at the yeah. time of starting which is a tenth is 10 percent of the list um, a parody film so we had to we have we have to keep going with them you know we have to get some momentum with them this is and our third you know parody uh yes yeah. it is the first one we did uh date movie without alex mm-hmm. but now you know what this is having you as a correspondent alex just makes me a little bit more um motivated to get through these things because yeah. <laughs> otherwise it would be a repeat of date movie and me claire and i just completely lost our mind on that one so uh, yeah no we've, so, we've, we've got to have some kind of flow going here yeah 
I'm really excited to find out if you like this because it's going to be anything like uh, our Vampire Suck episode. I'm going to have a lot of fun today. <laughs> so the film in question is uh, 2009's Dance Flick, uh, which is an American musical comedy film, quote, uh, which is a parody of, you guessed it, dance flicks, um, mainly from the noughties, some from the 90s, I think. Um, it's got a 3.5 out of 10 uh, rating on IMDb. And we've come into a little bit of a, of a sticky situation here in that uh, it's actually, at the time of recording, no longer on the bottom <laughs> 100. Um, it was at the time of watching and preparing, and we got basically, obviously, half the work's done by the time that we record the podcast. So, uh uh we've we've decided to push through because ultimately you never know it might be back on there at some point soon you know judging from my opinion of it i I don't (laughs) that wouldn't surprise me um but we did make a note it was number 98 so it's teetering on the edge there um so you never know it might come back but i mean once a bottom 100 film i feel like it's always an honorary (laughs) bottom 100 film like if you've graced those steps i feel like you should hold that on your film for the rest of (laughs) rest of existence so uh so we're pushing on through with uh with the film dance flick it was directed by damien dante wayans it's his directorial debut it's also his sole directing role um i know there's a few other bits on imdb but i don't think they're full films um Thing, the thing he's most famous for is writing on, uh, being on the writing team for My Wife and Kids. It was written by and starred many members of the Wayans family. All of them. Also starring <laughs> basically any of them uh, that were, and they probably went on like, they probably did like the whole um, family history, like family tree thing and like just found like any any members related to them yeah. whatsoever called them up and be like, did you know that you're related to us? Let's get you on. Let's get you on. <laughs> and it stars, it stars, Damon Wayans Jr., who you, um, I most commonly know him from New Girl. Um, mm, he was in Let's Be Cops. He's coach. Um, great character in that. I really like him in that. Um, also stars Shoshana Bush. I haven't seen anything else that she's done. Um, I so think it's very similar to, spoiling to the, the guy that played that... the... Go on. Spoiling a review I read, someone just wrote, to, um, having the word best known for dance flick is one of the most depressing Oof. Wikipedia articles I've ever read. Oh, yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah that's poor Tashana. She's, she's done stuff and I think it's very similar to, like, the guy that played the Jacob role in Vampire Suck. Mm-hmm. That he'd done a lot, but it just never seemed to break through into the yeah. mainstream. <clears throat> and we also have starring Essence Atkins, who was in... I've. I've sort of looked at what other parodies they've been in. Um, she was in A Haunted House, um, which was a uh, play on um, Paranormal Activity, I believe, as well. Um, Afron Crockett, who was in A Haunted House 2, and um, a, a bit part in Pixels, I believe. Chris Elliott, most commonly known uh, for Scary Movie 2, The Butler. Uh, he's also in Scary Movie 4, and a, a new show that I absolutely love. For me, it's not new, it's new, but not for everybody else. I finally watched Shit's Creek, and he plays... I'm not going to lie, very annoying character in that. Rolling shit. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about him. Um, and David Alan Greer, who I didn't realise is actually in Jumanji. He, he plays Sugar Bear, you guys. He, um, oh. He's the one in the fat suit. Um, and um, had quite a big um, part in um, the show In Living Colour. So just to give you a brief, brief synopsis of the film, this actually come. I wanted to to share this one with you guys because this came from Paramount Pictures so it's quite funny how they've they've sort of written this for the pre- for their press release and it starts with dance flick is a hilarious new comedy 
that brings together the talents of two generations of the Wayans family, the explosively funny clan who brought us the scary movie franchise and White Chicks, as well as the groundbreaking TV series In Living Colour. In Dance Flick, a young street dancer, Thomas Uncles, played by Damon Wayans Jr., from the wrong side of the tracks, and a beautiful young woman, Megan White, are brought together by their passion for dancing and put to the test in the mother of all dance battles. (laughs) I've only just noticed that her last name's White. I I didn't pick up on that in the film. I don't know if anyone else did. Uh, I did because I watched the uh, making of documentary again this morning. Oh, you watched it again because uh, we did. Yeah, we watched it, but we didn't. We we did. We just talked to uh, pretty much yeah. over it. Didn't we? <laughs> we watched it. So, Alex, have did you have any previous? Uh, I don't know. Even knowing of this film existed. Funnily, or... funnily enough, as parody correspondent, I have to admit that I didn't even know this film existed. So. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I hidden had, gem, you might say. Yes, of course, of course, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, no, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, like having no knowledge of it and kind of almost like guilty pleasure type loving parody movies. <clears throat> I thought, you know what, mm-hmm. just got to give it a chance. Yeah, well, that's what the whole thing's all about, right? This is what we're doing with these films, giving them a chance. And that's kind of what I was trying to do going in. I also hadn't seen it before or heard of it. Claire, had you? I can't remember. No, only um, because it was on the list. And it was sort mm-hmm. of my fault that we're doing it because I was in a charity shop and I was buying a DVD. Anyone who listened to our I Know Who Killed Me episode, the movie Labour Pains that I said was one of my favourite Lindsay Lohan films, found it in a charity shop. It was mm-hmm. £1 for a DVD, but buy one, get one free. So I was like, well, I'll be buying that because that's a Lindsay Lohan treasure to keep. And um, <laughs> was looking for something else for free. And there I saw a dance flick and thought, well, if it's free, I'll, I'll pick that up. And um, then Daisy came around my house for some TLC. Uh, she was in a bit of a bad way, needed some pick-me-ups. So I made her some like, kids' party So she party decided... Food. And then made her what the hell? Was it like British tapas? Did you have British tapas? We did have British tapas. (laughs) Oh my god, I've never heard that before. That's amazing. But it was 100% British tapas. Oh my god, that is hilarious. I feel like this is the best way to enjoy that movie, to be fair. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, you couldn't have created a better situation for it. It's the first one we've watched together. And I think the highlight of it was the um, Enchanted parody sequence where I started screaming out loud because of the cockroaches and you started screaming out loud because of the rats and the two of us just screamed for a good couple of minutes. Yeah, I would say poor Claire's neighbours, but they make a lot of noise, so actually we were just getting back at them. Um, <laughs> so, Did yeah. you scream at any point, Alex? Um, no, but I must say the, the Enchanted sequence as, as a whole was just kind of mind-blowingly weird um and especially so that it seems that the 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 cockroaches talking may have influenced uh, the live action cats movie <laughs> which i've oh still not seen so i look forward to understanding that reference no time soon yeah no I was say, no you don't look forward to it please no, don't look don't forward to it. it definitely don't i'm a taylor swift stand that film's gonna be difficult for me <laughs> oh god yeah can't wait to unpack what you think about that jeez well, listen, let's go full spoiler territory then with the film, considering we've started talking about one of the scenes. Um, yeah, open-minded as always, but knowing that I'm not a parody film fan per se, especially from, I mean, I like scary movie, but, you know, from, from this sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
when people like have graduated from alumni because they're all kind of part of they used to be part of the same group with scary movie and then you've got freeberg and seltzer and then the wayne brothers and everything they've all gone and done their own things um and yeah it was the best circumstance to watch in but i'm not gonna lie within 30 seconds i'd already rolled my eyes and gone oh god i'm so tired So, you know, full disclosure. Was it it um, the pee joke within the first five minutes that got to you? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was exactly that. It was like we were watching the dance. It opens with a dance off, of course. Um, And we've been commenting, Claire, weren't we? There's some actually really, really good dancing. Um, We found out that it was a choreographer from some actual real dance. So the the choreographer for this film choreographed, I believe, Stomp the Yard, Step Up 2 and a number of other films. So like good on him. And yeah, like. The, the one positive thing of this film, I also don't like parodies, but I do like a good dance film. I really enjoyed the dance sequences and the musical numbers. I just didn't like any of the stuff around it. <laughs> no, yeah, you can definitely tell um, that, that, uh, <laughs> that, that there's some kind of professional choreography behind, behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, look, parody movies are stupid at their essence and they're, they are, they do just have some randomly stupid things. But that, I mean, starting with that pee joke, I, yeah, I don't know. It just set the maybe, tone, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. It really did. The really low <laughs> tone of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Throughout, yeah. It's interesting, actually, because I would liken it more to date movies kind of gross out humour more than Vampire Suck. Vampire Suck, I felt, was a bit more raunchy humour, like sort of like immature, but not necessarily, if I remember rightly, in a proper gross out way. Whereas I feel like date movie was more. I don't know if you've seen date movie, Alex. I haven't seen date movie, actually. So I recommend I watching it on New Year's Eve. It was a really great way oh, to ring in the I'm year. I'm going to do that. I'm going to save it now for New Year's Eve. I'm definitely going to do that. That's how I welcomed 2021. And do you know what? Fucking serves me right because it's been a shitstorm of a year. And that was <laughs> my first again. mistake. Once again, set the tone. <laughs> it did. It really <laughs> set the tone. Okay, maybe not then. <laughs> yeah, don't recommend yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of, yeah, unfortunately, you know, you've got to expect it with these films, but at the same time, it's 100% not, not my tone of humour. And so I kind of was just like, oh, here we are, we're settling in for this kind of film. And you know what? At least it was short. I think it was a similar problem that we said, or at least I found, because I know I liked Vampire Sucker, not a lot more than you, Daisy, but definitely more than you. And I thought Vampire Sucker was better than Date Movie. Um, and I think the problem with this one was a similar problem I had with Date Movie, that a lot of the jokes weren't actually relevant to the genre. They were just sure. jokes for the sake. So it was a lot of like gross out sex jokes and a lot of really like being now in 2021 versus when this came out in 2009, it was that really horrible period of really catty celebrity like takedowns. Like there were, yeah. I'm looking at my notes, there were like horrible Jessica Simpson references. Mm-hmm. There were like... Um, Lindsay Lohan hit and run jokes as well as like Brandy Brandy and Halle Berry and Brandy being Mm -hmm. someone who was in a a real life hit and run um, which I believe ended in a fatality which is just you know that's not actually that funny and then like you've had then the Britney Spears guide to parenting book and it was like I don't know if they were funny at the time I know that that humor and that kind of satire was definitely in at the time i don't know if i would have found it funny then but obviously now watching it like with everything done in the year it, it was hard to watch because when anyone goes oh well it wasn't that bad you're like mate this is look at like big mainstream films that do this whereas i think 
vampires suck a lot of the humour was the humour of Twilight. It was just mocking yeah, Twilight. Of that film itself. Whereas, as a big fan of dance movies, this didn't really... It actually kind of gave quite a lot of care to the dance things. And then the other jokes just didn't fit with it. Yeah, I think, I think my main issue with dance flicks specifically is that compared to other parody movies where it focuses in the main plot line on like one specific movie. So obviously Vampire mm. does Twilight, like Epic Movie does kind of half Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mainly Narnia kind of mm. deal. Um I don't think that Dance Flick's main plot line was as rec- as recognizable right. as that. I as someone who loves Step Up and who watched Save the Last Dance a lot, those two plot lines really made sense to me because I know those films very well. Mm. But I know at the end of it, me and Daisy had to look up what all the stuff about like them owing money was about. Mm. And it was it turned out it was, are you being served or have you been served? Yeah. And I've never seen that film. So all of those references were lost to me. It was just that having... Being a white girl who wanted to be a ballerina, I had obviously seen the last dance quite a lot. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, when it really leans into the um, the actual stuff in terms of the dancing genre, mm. that's when it is probably at its strongest. I mean, yeah. I cannot tell you um, how much I was literally sat on my bed and I was like, had keeled over laughing at this moment uh, where. Obviously, Megan is doing her dance audition, and her mum's like promised that she's gonna go and, and see her. And obviously, she's in the she's in the van, and she's like, "Don't worry, I'm going to I'm gonna be there. Don't worry." And then she looks over to the seat, and there's the flowers on the seat, and then obviously on the card it says, "In loving in loving memory of Megan's mum." I and the moment I saw that card, I don't know why, but I just found it so. I, honestly, I was in hysterics, absolute hysterics. Um, See, whereas I'm looking at Daisy right now and I'm remembering how much Daisy hated that entire (laughs) Megan's mum's death sequence. Yeah, because I was going to say, the reason I hated it is because they made, they did, they did the dialogue gag, right? So she said something in the flower shop that was the gag. And I felt like I was laughing at going, oh, I get it. Like, that's probably what's going to happen. But then they went through a whole sequence of actually showing it. And I was like, you've basically just insulted my intelligence of knowing that that was the joke because you've just had to explain it to me visually for a, for a sequence that goes on for so long. Yeah, like... yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Although that, the bit where she looks at the card is absolutely hilarious and probably one of the best jokes of the entire film, I do agree with you in the fact that that sequence was just drawn on immensely long, like, way too yeah. long. Completely too I long. I feel like they probably they probably go, oh, this shit's really funny and people are going to be laughing. So let's just add more and more things that are just going to keep people laughing, which is fine. And you know what? If you are and you're laughing, that's great. The problem is, is if you never started laughing to begin with, yeah. <laughs> you could you you just end up getting more and more stone faced, which is what I was doing. So it's a real risk. It's a real gamble when you do that kind of humor. And unfortunately, where this kind of thing doesn't work for me, it just I, I end up that ends up happening for me a lot where I just end up feeling like these things are really drawn out. Whereas for some people, they're probably the most hilarious thing because you're building on something that you're already finding funny and getting more laughs out of it. 
it was written by four different people and so I couldn't decide because it did feel really up and down as a film like me and Alex were saying the dance bits were very good but then the jokes weren't very funny and it felt like like Alex said as well it doesn't stick to one plot line it keeps like ping-ponging and I think that comes from having multiple writers because they were probably all writing different sections and then Mm. what I can almost imagine happening is it was like an inside joke that they would like riff off each other and you know when you get in that really giddy humour with someone and you just find this thing the most someone always keeps one-upping you but then someone else comes into it and they're like what are you laughing at and you're like I can't it's not even funny like I can't tell you I think that's this whole movie that explains it incredibly well to be honest we could just finish the podcast there that's a a really great place to end nothing more needs to be said and you know what i think that's amplified even more by the fact that they're all family yeah exactly like, it's one in, it's one big inside joke together yeah yeah basically yeah i thought yeah as i've, I've made i've made a note as well which is kind of what i've already said about the jokes but like we know the joke we know what's coming and it's just like i felt like most of the film i was just waiting for them to to tell it and then for it to be over because i already knew what they were gonna do when, like yeah. when there was the pregnant woman that was break dancing, I was like, "Well, she's clearly going to have her baby on the dance floor." Right? Yeah. So, like that that shot on sequence lasted like 15, 20 seconds. So that was just me waiting for it to happen, and like that's not really like enjoyable movie watching for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to bring up actually. The fact that this seems like the most predictable parody movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen in terms of just like being able to like just say like what the joke is going to be before the joke actually happens mm. whereas with things like like other parody movies like epic movie and superhero movie there are some like genuinely shocking jokes that you mm. really don't see well, coming well i was just thinking as you said that like the one that i did laugh at the the segue joke in vampire suck like i did not see that coming at exactly, all and yeah. it did make me laugh you know and uh yeah it's unfortunately i just felt like like the whole i just felt like they were talking to a really low denominator in terms of we think this is funny so we're just go- it's just it was just massively cliche as you're saying it was just like who are you actually who is this for because anyone that's seen any film and this is the trick with parodies obviously the, the difficulty is making it recognizable and riffing off of something that already exists but also making it funny and new I get that it's a really hard line to walk but then you get films like this where you like have you even tried because you've just gone this is what happens in these films. This is what um, the lowest sort of like common denominator of something that could be funny. And we're just going to do it. We're not going to think about any kind of original. We, we noticed um, that one of the things when it started was we were a little bit excited for the hairspray because I think yeah. you mentioned you're a fan mm-hmm. of hairspray as well. And mm-hmm. they have like the fake Tracy Turnblad. But we noted at the end of the film that there wasn't a single hairspray moment in the film. I was waiting She's for so just. Long there and I pointed out I think what happened was that that was just a fat character and then Hairspray came out while they were filming and was really successful and they were like oh well we have this character that the joke is they're a bit fat so why don't we just make them Tracy from Hairspray and then just make loads of fat jokes it was like Mm -hmm. what was actually the point of any of that? So it really seems like for some reason maybe in the background that they didn't have kind of like the rights or whatever to actually reference mm. these things properly because like in in vampires suck it, you clearly see all of the films that they're trying to reference you know mm-hmm. all the way down to you know when when alice turns up from alice in wonderland and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but it seems like they were just pale comparisons of 
of the films rather than actually fully going in on it and making sure that like it was it was like they couldn't even yeah. sing the songs properly unless it was the the actual idea to to parody the songs and and kind of change the lyrics or mm. whatever but yeah it just I felt a like bit... a lot of it was just phoned in at the last minute mm-hmm. like mm, yeah. all the, like you've suddenly got the high school musical character but he his scenes you could completely take out of the movie and yeah. it doesn't change the movie whatsoever mm-hmm. again it feels like high school musical came out and they were like oh that was really successful let's throw a couple of high school musical scenes in there that'll get more people to watch it which it probably did and actually i think they were they were some of the scenes i enjoyed the most i was gonna um, say yeah i think they're the ones that worked quite well and the character in that when winnie had his song me me and claire turned around and were like that was actually probably the least like offensive uh mm. sort of thing that we've seen in a parody <laughs> film and specifically yeah. about a gay character we were like okay we're actually quite pleased with the fact that that went down quite well yeah like it wasn't great don't get me wrong but neither of us were personally sort of offended by it so oh no i thought it like (laughs) put gay rights back by like 50 years (laughs) (laughs) tell us more tell us more no i don't know i just it also i mean i knew from the moment he came on screen when the girl i think my expectations were so on the floor yeah i think i thought it was going to be so terrible that i think actually yeah i actually was surprised it wasn't that bad it wasn't it was good (laughs) it just wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be it's really strange because all of the humor in this film is so degrading that Mm -hmm. maybe it was like a shock that that didn't go as far as it as they could have taken it yeah, definitely. Which is yeah, very strange. But again, you know, it, it it was very interesting. It was like incredibly stereotypical, obviously. Of course. And yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I, oh, it was, yeah, yeah, it's like they didn't even try and make it like I don't know. As you say, it feels completely phoned in because they literally were just throwing in stereotypes and they weren't even making jokes about. They weren't trying to do anything with it or be clever in any way or or explain why they're funny other than. Haha, he's gay and he likes this. And it's just like, okay, well, that's a stereotype. You're not being as degrading as I expected you to be. But also, what is the point? Like, how is this funny? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I think I'd be interesting to see... I really would like you to watch Date Movie to see because I feel like because we've seen Date Movie, Claire, and how degrading that was in certain places about, like... uh, I can't even remember how many different, like it was racist and it was fat phobic and it was like really difficult to watch. And I think I thought it was going to be on that level. So in my mind, I'm like, Oh, this isn't that bad when it actually is. <laughs> it's just yeah. that I've seen something that's even worse in and comparison. I, I think when, when you look at that, that, there was one thing that I know, like we both oh, weren't really sure how to oh deal God, with yeah. because I don't think we feel like qualified to have an opinion on it. But like, there's a joke about putting her in blackface. And I was like, Right, I understand that this is written and directed by people who are black. Well, we, so maybe... we had to check. We weren't. We didn't remember, did we? We weren't. We couldn't. I don't know. We if had we to could do a remember, little Google. We ch- just we checked to be sure because yeah. we were like, this. This isn't good in any context, but at the same time, like, we need to know the context. And so, <laughs> because... like, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel qualified to have an opinion on that, other than I don't know if anyone found that funny, and I don't know if that's the joke. If the joke is that it's so offensive that this girl is so stupid that she would think I, I, I wasn't really sure what they were trying to say, but I, I, I found it uncomfortable. 
all we had was a sharp mm. intake of breath from both me and Claire <laughs> that happened to went. Yeah. Oh, not. Oh, God, more. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, no. I, it shouldn't have been in there, to be fair. But I mean, it seems even though it was only twelve years ago, it was a completely different time. Like, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, things do seem to have, have changed a lot. But it. I mean, I was only what twelve when this film came out. So I don't, I don't really, <laughs> really remember um, exactly what was going on when I was 12. But like, clearly it must have been like the deal to just be like, to be fat phobic, to be whatever. Oh, is it to, was. Like, it like was. say the, the degradating yeah. humour yeah. was just a, I w- a real thing. I was 20 when this film came out. So just going to go hang myself in the other room about how fucking old I am. Um Guys, as we mentioned, the I'm not good with birthdays. <laughs> I'm just not good with age. Um, but that was very much the humour at the time um, of most films, even non-parody films would just have mm. that. I was like, going to say, and I feel like because it is a parody, they feel like they can get away with it more more yeah. so with the things like blackface in that, yeah. oh, but they're like, oh, but we're making a comment on stuff. And you're like, but what comment are you actually making, though? That's the um, thing. You're saying you're making help? a comment, but are you? Yeah. What does it do for the greater good? <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. And, and you know when obviously uh, the, there's a scene with the um the blind kid. Did did mm. you like the moment I saw that that kid, I almost in my head knew that they were going to put him in front of a piano. I just like kind of just called it. Well, I was just like, oh, is it Ray? And I was like, why are they parodying mm. Ray? And then I was like, oh, because Ray probably came out the year before. But I was like, parodying yeah. dance films. Stop parodying random shit. Yeah. Which was my problem they're with Date like, Movie as well. I imagine that they were all just in the writer's room and they're like, oh, what's something that's, you know, all of the families give up. What's something that's popular? Oh, dance. yeah, let's just do a parody, blah, blah, blah. Get get coaching i'm just gonna call him coach get coaching <laughs> um he could be the star he said he had to audition five times bloody hell i bet they just did that for a laugh <laughs> probably um and i bet they're all just like yeah yeah just and just literally like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks like you know what what what's in our culture what's what's music related what the what final be... scene is a random twilight parody just in the last like minute or two which isn't actually that bad but you can clearly see that that was a last minute rewrite slash edition and i was like just... oh no not again not which again. is yeah. what happened with date movie <laughs> with the king kong scene they yeah. like filmed yeah. that last minute and you can see that it's happening where they're obviously making it and they're like mm, you know step up came out like four or five years ago we need a couple more relevant like modern and i think that's the problem i always go back to scary movie on this and i actually listened to a different podcast that made a similar point is that like scary movie was homaging and parodying good films films that were genuinely popular yeah. and mm-hmm. genuinely good yeah films like step up and save the last dance are almost parodies of themselves like mm-hmm. by the time you get to step up four and five they are just that's a thing yeah, I've seen one through three. I haven't seen four or five. There are so are many. Set in Miami, um, and there's definitely five. I wonder if there's even six. One's good. I was watching it earlier. Um, but yeah, the, these films by this point are almost parodies in and of themselves, and they mm-hmm. they don't stay as in the general conscien- consciousness mm-hmm. as a lot of other films. So I think that's why they were suddenly like, right, let's put a couple modern things in because no one's going to remember what happened and Save the Last Dance. It came over out 10 years ago. Uh, let's throw Twilight in there. Let, let's throw this yeah, in there. It, that's yeah. why it just seems so like, what? 
because it's as you say, Alex, it's like, okay, for people that have seen and liked that film, they're gonna understand the, the plot line. But and I know that it was a popular film, but it doesn't feel like it was a popular enough film in the same way that you've just mentioned they did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Narnia in Epic Movie. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be it's more a case of you'd be hard pushed to find people that haven't seen it more so than than have but this i feel is the other way around in that sure there's a there's you know a little part of the zeitgeist where loads of uh, girls this age or whatever saw it and that was the big you know you, they you'd be hard to find someone who hadn't seen it in that demographic but mm. overall i would probably say if i'm speaking to anyone and i'd say save the last dance most of the time people are like i don't i don't know it i've never seen well, it because yeah. yeah. there's like what a five-year age reference difference between us and any yeah, i know i could call out, any we? any of my friends friends that i went to school with they've all seen like, the last dance multiple times they've all seen step up but i'm that chunk older than you that they were my teen films well, yeah what i thought you just said was about the, the dif- difference in the time that it came out mm. to when it was parody which i also think is five years i think it was quite uh, a long time so it wasn't a recent film but it was also not a film that had been out long enough that had had enough prominence in yeah culture so it was yeah. just a really weird choice. I think even now, dance films like that really do have like a niche audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That I imagine those audiences may find dance like funnier or As more someone understandable. Who's in that niche audience, no, no, no we do not. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Um, I will. I will watch Honey any Sunday afternoon when I am hungover and just need to watch <laughs> Jessica Alba attempting to do some very you know uncomfortable what is it called like where you steal black culture appropriation she's doing some very uncomfortable appropriation in that film but you know what i I like the dancing and i like the music and it reminds me of being young um but (laughs) dance flick did none of these things dance flick just made me bored and a bit sad just aged us yeah Yeah, (laughs) i think it It, to be fair, it even felt long, like even though it was only an hour twenty, it I, mm. I kept on looking at the time, like going like, Oh, how how much is really left? I think we specifically said not we weren't gonna do that because I didn't want to know like how much <laughs> no, I was gonna we, have to see it for. We watched it on DVD and f- I can't figure out on my DVD player how to see the runtime. <laughs> so I, I was like, This is God, a blessing. Because I don't wanna know. Yeah, it's <laughs> a blessing rather than a curse. Um yeah, and, you know, just talking about you know, the fact that we've they've chosen to parody dance flicks. Like, I get that there was it was very much a noughties trend. I feel mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. you know, it probably started in the nineties, but I think it very much peaked in the noughties, and then you know we haven't really had anything like that, of you know, of that sort of much of it since. So it seems maybe they like I remember we we spoke about a vampire suck. Um, one of the quotes I can't remember who it was from. They were saying like they parodied something that shippers not only sailed away but it's like crashed like the Titanic. Oh, like, I think it was so commode. It was. Whereas I feel like that's more appropriate for something like this, where it's like two thousand and nine. It, well, it'd be interesting to map. Was there many dance flicks after this? So you pretty much started around like two thousands ish, where you had Coyote Ugly, Bring It On, Save the Last Dance. Oh, that kind ugly. of started it. Oh. These were my films. Um, and then they kept going a bit and then you got Step Up was like the Step Up surprised everyone and did really well and became like a little mini franchise and like I said there's like five or six of them yeah. but I think by the time Step Up 3 and 4 came out they were the last one standing and everyone was a bit like is anyone even watching these anymore it's just the same film over and over 
because even the Disney Channel had their own little, obviously they had like High School yeah. Musical. I know they're musicals, yeah. but they had like, what was the Corbin Blue Jump one? in. Did, the, did, yeah. that, did that get referenced in Dance Flick? I, I can't quite recall. I don't know. It should have been. It should have been because that's one of the best been. dance movies from the noise. But they even, like Disney Channel even had that like Shake It Up program with him, Zendaya yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. Thorne. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like it, it kind of was already starting to be a post trend by the point yeah. that this came mm. out. Yeah. That that it's interesting. I'd be yeah. It's interesting that maybe maybe it did get the, the audience at the time, but there was no way that it was gonna still resonate with people. What they really really got the edge of it before yeah. it became yeah. completely irrelevant. Because I think again. as a fan of Twilight, I was satisfied by Vampires Suck in uh-huh. the way that it kind of you know took took the make out of Twilight and and Twilight fans and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know whether, and obviously, Claire, you'll know and you've already kind of said, but I don't think that fans of dance movies and things like that would have been very satisfied by the way that it's portrayed in dance No, flick. and it's it's because the, the jokes weren't about the dancing. The dancing was actually very, well, not very good, but the dancing was good. It was satisfying, but the jokes weren't about the silliness of... Like, mm. you know, the dancers always fall in love. The jokes were about the fact that the dance teacher had a talking camel toe. Oh, my like, God. oh can we talk, can <laughs> no, we, can we talk Miss, about this? Miss Camel Toi. Miss Camel Toi. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Amy Sedaris, Princess Carolyn. Princess Carolyn in Bojack Horse. Why have you done this, oh. Amy? Why? Well, no, so this is the thing, because obviously you were talking about... Um, I don't know what he's called, but the guy who plays Roland Shit in Shit's Creek. Mm. I'd like to think yeah. that... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'd like to think that if this film did anything, it put Amy Sedaris and him on the trajectory to be where they were in both Schitt's Creek (laughs) and Bojack Horseman separately. I mean, if silver linings, I like your attitude. That kind of domino effect, hopefully. It was just, we were watching the interviews, weren't we, Claire? And Amy Sedaris said something about, you know, she read the script and it was so funny. And I was like, Amy, Amy, (laughs) you're just saying this, surely. I guess Save this for a, the cameras. As a bit of a wacky out there comedian, I'm trying to think, like, in 2009, was there really any other options, though? Like, what other big kind of comedy films, apart from yeah, parodies, the were there for that this. style of actor? Because you had mm-hmm. um, Eugene Levy did American Pie, and he made, like, yeah. a mini career out of doing all of those straight-to-DVD sequels. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then you get like the Netflix and Amazon boom where they start taking a chance on all these kind of niche TV comedies and suddenly movie actors are willing to do TV. And that's why we're then getting all these comedians getting to do their best work now. But I think at the time, you know, if you wanted to it was do slim bit, if you want to do some tongue in cheek humour, this was probably your only option. Mm. Oh, what a dark day. It was, it was before <laughs> Bridesmaids. It was like two years before Bridesmaids as well, which was a kind of another just, turning sorry, point. Sorry, but that just puts so much into perspective. For me. Like how, <laughs> you know, when people are like, oh, this person and this person were actually born in the same year and you don't associate them with being in the same era. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, how on earth was this only two years before <laughs> Bridesmaids? <laughs> like crazy it did feel like the end of the changing of the guard because i I think this is yeah where they kept trying to do these parodies and it was the point in which everyone was like well i say everyone was like we're not going to watch them but they kept being made and they kept making money but i think this is the point in which like sensible people were like these are going to be shit 
Yeah. I mean, I, they're still being made, and we said we were going to go see their newest fun, Claire. So, who are the chumps, really? When is that actually coming out, by the way? Because um, oh, it sounds just so terrible. I don't even know if it's, like, in filming, but then would we really know? Because there's probably not any, like, stars in it, so it probably doesn't come up a lot. Yeah, no. But it's about Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it is, but, yeah. yeah. Which, again... That's the same thing, right? It's been two oh, years now. Still. It's, it's been two yeah. years now since the Skywalker mm. saga ended. So it's like I wonder running... if it's going to be shelved. Yeah, it's running away from them. The kind of the hype and stuff. So, but this is it, isn't it? And I think that was always that was always kind. They were always kind of on the back foot with these things. It seems, mm. and you know, in this day and age, that's going to that that period of time is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller because people's attention. Remember, like, yeah. this, it wasn't this time last year, but do you remember when it was, like, the year after when everyone was like, oh, my God, a whole year ago since Tiger King, that feels like five lifetimes ago that everyone was mm. obsessed with Tiger King. It's mm-hmm. like, that's how quickly things move now in that, yeah. you know, it's all squeezed into what, especially because yeah. of the pandemic, everything, but I think that's just going to keep picking up that pace. You need to do it immediately, otherwise it's, people are going to be like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Any other thought we should go back to the enchanted scene i think because i could did it make you happy claire that that, that when you realized what it was, was going like, to be i was like enchanted and i was like oh no because i can't watch that scene in enchanted i genuinely like have to turn it off or leave the room in the scene where she sings and all the cockroaches and rats come in so i have a very very bad bug phobia when i realized they were going to do this scene in this one and it just all happened so quickly, <laughs> very quickly, <laughs> and I was like, and then you start screaming because of the rats. Yeah, and then I mean, just... sometimes, like when I I have a rodent phobia, and like sometimes I was, I'm getting better actually. I watched Suicide, the Suicide Squad, and I actually wasn't as bad as I thought I was going to be. Um, so you were basically it, blood but... sport in in that film. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as it was like Idris Silva said he had a rat phobia, I was like, oh, yes, my man. <laughs> I was like, if he's scared of rats, then I'm allowed to be scared of rats, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I do the whole thing of, like, preempting. that like, I had my jacket above my... As soon as Rat Catcher 2 was around, I was like... Oh. But, like, most of the time I'm kind of... Not going over the top, but I'm sort of preempting the fact that I'm going to be scared. I didn't expect this to happen. It was just so, so I quick. actually screamed. I actually yeah. just like, <laughs> because I, yeah, no, I didn't expect it at all, and I wasn't, you know, as Claire said, I wasn't, I wasn't in a happy mood, and I didn't particularly want to see loads of rats. Uh, so together, we basically, you know, in Shaun of the Dead. When they're sitting on the sofa, the zombie comes in, and he's like, "Woo!" That was me and Claire when that when that scene started. We would just went, so you know that that was funny. But other than that, nothing else was. We really liked. I've written down that we cheered for the little Miss Sunshine bit. We did. That was (laughs) that was a fun reference, and I was like, "That's an interesting reference because I still feel like Little Miss Sunshine isn't as popular." amongst general film like general pete like gem pop compared to the film the film goers of the regular nature yeah um so i was quite surprised that they included that but i really liked it i'm glad that they did that that was fun that's probably the only thing that i liked to be quite honest with you how, how do we feel about um about sugar sugar is it called sugar bear sugar Oh yeah, I almost I mean, forgot to share that I did a tally of fat jokes. Oh um, right, okay. Was, was surprisingly, it... surprisingly, only seven. Oh really? But, you know, if okay. it's if it's eighty minutes long, that's almost one every ten minutes. 
And I yeah. think his entire character was just one continuous oh, yeah. fat joke. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, much. I'll add another one then, because technically... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, really, is this is this what is this what we class as comedy? Cause I, I, I mean, I, I recently out. re-watched Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Um, if you didn't listen, please listen to my episode on binge movies, where I declared it the <laughs> best movie of 1999, apparently. <laughs> it was, it was aye, dark. Aye, aye. The, 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 the pickings were slim. Um <laughs> But yeah, Fat Bastard really pissed me off in that film and I feel like it was just a trend of that decade to just mm. always have someone in a fat suit making lazy fat jokes. Yeah. I mean, and then it still the, happens, so... The, yeah. the, the really lazy dream girls um, yeah. kind of knock oh, off as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, not yeah. for me. Not for me. So was there, Alex, was there anything in here that you did enjoy? <laughs> uh, again, like I said, I think the only joke that I really, really liked was the um, the in loving memory of Megan's mum joke, and then I suppose the um, the fame uh, little yeah. parody segment was was fine. That was, was quite okay. fun. It was yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah, like you said, it didn't really poke fun at anything. It kind of celebrated. I suppose it weirdly kind of celebrated him, the the character, mm. didn't it? Um, I was really disappointed about the High School Musical stuff because I thought that they were proper going to nail it and they really didn't. Mm. Like, it was just... They didn't really do anything with it, did they? No, no, not at all. Um, and I, and they tried to force the whole, like, he's choosing between basketball and being gay, whereas, mm. like, you know, in High School Musical, it's not that. So, it did, yeah, it, did, it didn't feel genuine. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's like, oh right, singing equals gay. Oh, yeah, get of, it. Course, sure. of course, of course, of course. Um but yeah, and I think I I did kind of laugh a little bit at at Miss Camotois' introduction. Um no, that was even a big though, nope for even me. though I shouldn't have done. I, I I think there's a lot of moments in this film where you kind of go you go to laugh almost and then mm. you kinda like no. Actually, no, I should not be laughing at that at yeah. all. Um, like the uh, the Halle Berry. I didn't know about Halle Berry and the, the hit and run thing. Um, so I kind of like almost went to laugh at it. And then I Googled it afterwards and obviously found out what it was about. And then I was like, right, okay, no. De- like, no, yeah. no, st- stay away from that. Um, but yeah. I, it just seemed too on the bone for a parody movie. And I know that parody movies are meant to be kind of on the bone, but like it just seemed to go too far, I think. Mm, yeah, I just, I just can't put my finger on quite why it didn't work other than being unfunny. But I think what you said, Claire, specifically about, you know, they're not actually taking, they're not actually parodying dance movies. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what you were saying before about date movies that, you know, what could have really helped is, you know, you've got all of these tropes. You create a new story, but use all the tropes that people are going to recognise because they're going to be like, oh, that happened in all of these Meg Ryan films. That happened in all of the films I saw when I was eight. You know, they'll recognise those films and you can have visual cues. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to literally have the same plot line throughout the whole thing in that there's so much that could be done that you could literally have like a a whiteboard with dance movies all these things happen in them and you could actually be referencing way more than they actually did in Mm. this yeah in a funny way it seemed to be really confined towards like 
movies of the yeah. the noughties, which mm. you know, <clears throat> if you wanted to go and make a reference about a film that a, a dance film from further back, then why couldn't they have done that? Like, I mean, coming from the man who said that no films should be uh, made, no one should watch any films made before the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't say before the seventies. I said before two thousand. Between oh. Those... oh my <laughs> no 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 i really should Definitely bet before. our guests better no 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 i didn't mean no 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 no. i just started Amazing. tweeting him loads of different gifts of all the <laughs> I, like, what yeah. about this? I had to really like dig myself out of a hole there because the first thing you did was was it um the wizard of oz yeah so i was like okay there could be one exception and then you did snow white and i was like okay there could be two exceptions <laughs> and it, but, but but this is fine yeah because it's after uh, yeah, this of course. Is the kind of stuff you really. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That makes yeah. sense. All Best, right, yeah, it, okay. better than Vertigo. Hands down. <laughs> oh this should is like. Grab, should we just scrap our top three and do a poll this week and be like. Dance flick or any film before the 70s. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, is just this no is me with Blue Velvet. Virgo is now Alex's Blue Velvet. So Daisy, you need a really beloved film that you're just aggressively against. <laughs> You'll find it. There It'll come one. to you. Yeah. Oh, we'll have um, I really don't like 2001. I thought. Oh yeah, you boring. didn't. Yeah. There you go. Then that's that. D- was dance? Did you prefer dance flick to 2001: A Space Odyssey? Well, <laughs> it, I weren't bored. There <laughs> 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 yeah, we I'm have it. it. I wasn't bored in this quite the same way. I was tired, but I wasn't bored. So we should do who had the worst take? Dance Lick is better than Vertigo. Dance Lick is better than Jamaica. Oh, Space Odyssey. These... Dance Lick is better than Blue Velvet. Whose take was worse? These takes are spicy. So hot. Yeah. <laughs> on fire. Oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, were the reviews I mean... on fire, Daisy? <laughs> well, before we hop on to the reviews, I just wanted to um mention that i've got a list of everything that they parodied mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys um managed to spot all of these but i was thinking i could do a quick run through of everything that was okay either yeah. parodied or otherwise I've mentioned got 12 films written down okay. in my list I and mean, then a few and random know, celebrities this is the thing you know what it's like they'll mention anything that's like vaguely could yeah. be linked to it mm. um so i'll sort of have a I'll read them all out, um, but we know that these are massively to varying degrees. Um, yeah. And also some of them um, were actually cut from the final print as well. So, uh, But I thought best to just include them we, all. So we got... watched the like extra unrated cut. Yeah, um, I've got a quote about that later on that I'm very excited to share. <laughs> um, so we've got Footloose, Chappelle Show, Save the Last Dance, You Got Served, Stomp the Yard, Step Up, Flash Dance, Step Up 2, Hairspray, Singing in the Rain, Dirty Dancing, Mamma Mia. Both of the last two were cut. Um, Little Miss Sunshine, House Bunny, Final Destination 2, How She Moved, Showgirls, Black Snake Moan, High School Musical, Fame, Honey, Bring It On, Centre Stage, Twilight, Roll Bounce, Notorious, Superbad, Catwoman, One Night in Paris, Ray, Little Shop of Horrors, Dreamgirls, Edward Scissorhands, Enchanted, Final Destination, Crash, America's Best Dance Crew, Coyote Ugly, So You Think You Can Dance, ATL, White Chicks, Alice in Wonderland, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Dream Girls, oh, um, Alfie, Brokeback Mountain, and Roots. I'd be interested about the Coyote Ugly and House Bunny ones because I am so, an unapologetic Coyote... stan for those films and I didn't catch Coyote them. Coyote Ugly doesn't have a note next to it about where, mm-hmm. but House Bunny, apparently it was the scene prior to Megan's arrest. 
I don't remember that happening. It would be helpful if they said what the scene was. But, you know, Wikipedia (laughs) is not the greatest source of information. I mean, she does get arrested in House Bunny, so maybe she gets arrested in a similar way. I don't even remember getting arrested. So tenuous. So tenuous, but... It's House Bunny. It's a lot better than this film. They try and... They do try and do this, though. They try and pack so many in because they want to be like, oh, we we can reference 50 films in the space of... And we're like, that's not the flex that you think it is, though. (laughs) You know, just do a couple and do it well. <laughs> um, and that was this is what I wanted to mention about the theatrical cut versus the director's cut. Um, being released, I can't. I think this was from this was on the FAQs of IMDb. Is the source mm-hmm. being released as an unrated version on DVD? The director's cut features approximately six minutes of new footage that was reinserted into the movie. Don't expect anything spectacular, and those scenes don't improve the movie at all. Fans are maybe happy with this new cut, others won't care. Whoever wrote that copy for the website, much love, because that's hilarious. <laughs> Basically, like, on what's supposed to be a completely unbiased like, information page, you're like, nah. Don't so bother. What kind of it. what kind of stuff was added like in those six minutes? Because I I don't know whether I watched the theatrical version or the the, the director. Right. I've only seen the version that is on mm. the DVD that says uncut and outrageous. Um, uh-huh. So I'm guessing it's maybe, outrageous, like, but in a complete different, <laughs> <couple>. <laughs> different reason. Like the joke where she says the c word probably wasn't in the theatrical cut mm. and like things like that. I'm trying to see if it says on any of the references whether they were specifically in the... um, I would imagine it's probably just like swear words and things that meant that they were maybe not going to get their rating. Yeah, all of those jokes that already went on too long. Just a little bit. Probably just a little little bit longer. You know, that that birthing scene on the dance floor really needed an extra like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't. Anyway, awesome. So... Moving on to reviews and release. Just before we hop on to um, reviews, Claire, I wanted to share a little bit about uh, the box office, if that's mm-hmm. cool. So on opening weekend, um, domestically, um, the film ranked at number five in the top ten um, with uh, ten and a half million um, in two, uh, two and a half thousand theatres. And overall, it's made $25.6 million dollars. Um, specifically looking at domestic, so in the US, um, it was beaten by Night of the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, Terminator Salvation, Star Trek, and Angels and Demons. So basically all franchise films. Um, and then in the UK, it entered at number six. It was beaten by Inglorious Bastards, The Time Traveller's Wife, G-Force, yes, the guinea pig movie, and <laughs> Aliens in the Attic and Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Because I think it came out later in the year, so they were a different... I definitely spent films. my money wisely by going to see both Inglorious Pastors and The Time Traveller's Wife. I'm pleased with past Claire's decision making. I think you didn't not the guinea pig? Not the guinea pig movie, really, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, at the time I believe I may have been working for the Disney Corporation at the time this was released. Uh so the Disney I, Corporation. I was already <laughs> giving them enough. <laughs> uh, I was yeah, that I did not need to mouse. give them more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was definitely watching G Force in three D. <laughs> hey! Oh, what a film! What I'm a f- actually I'm... really. Did I mention I have a rodent rodent phobia? I was absolutely. My brother had that on DVD, and my mum continuously teased me about watching it. And I'm like, I can't. I can't even look at the cover. <laughs> at the time, I I've got an I've got an easy. Like it's just a bit better with guinea pigs now. But at the time, I was like, 
Talking, talking guinea pigs, nightmare fuel. No thanks. <laughs> Did anyone want to kick off with some reviews that they found? Anything interesting coming from from any audiences or critics? I found it difficult. Um, yeah, I didn't find. I think a lot of the reviews I found were just saying the same of like, this just mm-hmm. isn't funny. But Anna Smith, who did the review for Time Out, gave it one star and basically just said, you know, with the recent rash of urban dance films, the genre is ripe for mocking, but this is clear of smart observational comedy and goes for gross out every time, which was my problem with the film. Copy and paste to all of the parody films. Yeah. (laughs) Could be done there. Does anyone want to take a guess at what the percentages are on Rotten Tomatoes? I think I already saw it, but I think it was maybe like 18. Yeah, like very low, 16% or something like that. Yeah, so Claire, it's put on 18% for critics. Audience score, what we were ranking against the original Flintstones. Are we guessing that audience would prefer this film? Wait, what's the the audience? Oh, okay, here we go. Let me give us a bit of context, Alex. So basically, um, when we look at the audience scores of films... Claire yeah. has a bit of a personal barometer where, um, because the first bomb we did was about Flintstones. The, the, yes, the, the people rock, rock Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. But the she, original think, did 1994 John Goodman has a lower Rotten Tomatoes score by audiences than the Viva Rock Vegas parody. And she was outraged. So now And then we realised that every single film we've covered so far, the audience rating is still higher on Rotten Tomatoes than the audience rating for 1994's The Flintstones. And I'm just like, how? How? Surely what not. What are you all watching? What is with the hate? It's our personal like guide of, yeah, are people yeah. insane? Yes. 100% of the time, they're insane. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm guessing, again, from my memory of looking at Rotten Tomatoes this morning, this also is higher than The Flintstones 1994, John Goodman. Surely not. Reminds me what the audience score is for that, for The Flintstones. Isn't it like 25 or 28 or something? I'll I'll get it. This is 30%. Yeah. Wow. We have a question for people who watch films. Is it crack? Is it crack that you smoke? <laughs> so the, the audience score for the Flintstones is 24%. Ouch! And the oh, tomato meter score is 20. So, Peter, so Dance Flick is pretty close to it. That's, but yeah. This is too much. <laughs> I just, I, I, it was my birthday yesterday. This is coming out much later, but guys, if you didn't get me a birthday present and you wished me a happy birthday, what you should actually do is go on to Rotten Tomatoes and review as an audience <laughs> member the Flintstones. Please. My, I would turn to 32. Let's raise that score to 32%. <laughs> Come on. We can do this. Amazing. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so the Rotten Tomatoes. Um, critics consensus um, which I always love reading out is dance flick scores a few laughs thanks to the Wayne Brothers exuberance but it's ultimately a scattershot collection of gags without much direction I agree Yeah, I think that's probably a lot nicer than what we've said <laughs> um, and there's a few um, reviews um, from critics that I wanted to give a read out because they were quite funny um, the, uh, the Daily Telegraph, it didn't say what journal but um, to say they fail is to insult the word fail. <laughs> scene for scene, there were probably more chuckles in the reader. 
<laughs> I did see that one. That one did make me laugh. Oh, and then we had Cosmo Lambsman from the Times. This comedy is so bad, it will make you want to tear out your eyeballs and use them for earplugs. <laughs> and then uh, Anthony Quinn from The Independent. Fans of the scary movie and its sequels know what to expect, though perhaps even they will notice here a thinning in the comedy and a coarsening in its misogynist and homophobic riffs. Not an honest laugh in 90 minutes. Just a little mm-hmm. bit more of a on-point serious one there. Um... On Metacritic, it's got 40 out of 100. The highest score on there is a 75 from Owen Gleaverman at Entertainment Weekly, who said, enjoyably dirty-minded send-up of when ballet met hip-hop youth musicals. (laughs) Okay, Owen. Um, And then uh, one that I thought was absolutely uh, ruthless, but very true, Nathan Raven AV Club gave it a 42 and said it would be hard to imagine a film with less going for it than Dance Flick. <laughs> Which is surprising given he's, he's given it a 42. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it has a lowest score of zero from Carl Smith at the New York Post who said daemononically awful. Get it? Noise. <laughs> Noise. Noise. Very good. Um, and then a few audience reviews from IMDb and Letterboxd that I uh, thought were quite funny. Um, so there's uh the the first three are actually uh really highly rated come from highly highly rated reviews um ruru 1967 on imdb don't believe the negative hype anyone that puts this movie down is just uptight and can't get with the down low i am quite <laughs> which is exactly me and i yeah. you know <laughs> i get it i get it i've been called out and it's rude <laughs> but, but i know... understand if, if liking this movie is right and being uptight is wrong, do I want to be right? <laughs> yeah, if li- liking this movie is right, I want to be hell wrong. <laughs> like, um, Corey416 said, the best movie nobody has seen. Well, he's right about one gem, thing. A hidden gem, I told you. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody has seen oh, this movie. Nobody's seen it. Um, Sean Ferguson, as soon as the guy rammed his head up his own ass, I knew this was going to be a masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a little bit more sarcastic than the others. Um, and this one is a negative one. Half a star for the beatboxing vagina. Other than that, don't watch this. <laughs> it's from L. <laughs> Okay, well, can I can I just let's... give a, a shout out to um, oh, Crow do. Shoes on Letterbox as well? Half a star. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of want that review printed on a T-shirt just to wear for my general life. <laughs> just, yeah, half star. <clears throat> do you have to give half a star? Can you not give zero? I don't think you can give think... zero. Yeah, I think if you give zero, it just doesn't count that you rated it. it right, just I was going to say, because it. I'm like, I love how <laughs> that still warrants half a star. Yeah, no, I, I think if you, put, if you put zero, it just oh, doesn't admit that you've seen it. <laughs> just the way you delivered that as well, Alex, was just perfection. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> okay, so here we go, guys, then. Let's do our own ratings. Are there any half stars in the building? I'd give it one. Yeah. I should really have thought about this before I asked. Um, I'm just literally off the top of my head going, one, because I wouldn't recommend it. It was quite shit, but I wasn't bored. So I'll give it one star for having a beginning, middle and end. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it, I think structurally, it was a film. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of the reviews I saw earlier was like, "This is not a film." <laughs> <laughs> I think. We I don't these. know why, but that's just set me off. <laughs> this is what the writers' room must have been like—just people <laughs> randomly laughing, going, "I don't know why, but let's keep it." Literally, just. This isn't a film. It isn't. It's just a fever dream, if anything. <laughs> it's a fever dream. I'm really struggling for a rating. Um, Alex, why don't you let us know? Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Claire and just go with one solely for the uh, the um, the one joke that I laughed at. That's it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I'm going to go one as well because I think I've seen, I have definitely seen worse films mm-hmm. that were like terribly made that don't actually resemble a film. Vertigo. Um, <laughs> Hitchcock's rolling in his grave. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even give it half a star because yeah, it resembles a film, and also it was polite enough to only be an hour twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so. Didn't, it didn't overstay its welcome, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll go for I'll go for one star as well. So I'm assuming we're burning it. The bonfire's oh, yeah. already started. We're not. I mean, I again have the DVD. At some point, maybe we should have like a little. If we ever do a live show, we can get all of the ones that I have on DVD and have like burning a live ceremony. Burning ceremony. Not yeah. sure what good that will do for the environment, but no, I am quite eco-conscious, which is why I haven't thrown them out yet because I'm like I don't want them to be in a landfill. They could just stay in my home. Um, so in terms of its ranking, we usually do does it deserve its ranking on, on the bottom one hundred and I suppose more specifically where it is on the on the list. I mean at the Obviously start it's of not this on there recording, anymore. I think it was before we started recording, you said you felt it doesn't deserve to have fallen off. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Do, does everyone agree that when it you know, it should be on there? And it, I think it, it should, should be a yeah. lot higher. You know, in terms of it was only ninety eight, which meant it wasn't. It was only like on there by like three films or whatever. I, I mean, think it should be higher up. That's not on there, but the room is. It's just, it's absolutely criminal, criminal. <laughs> Start a petition. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be mean. Don't know why I'm normally quite mean. Why? Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not like you. Did I literally? I texted you last week. I was like, I keep telling everyone I'm a judgmental bitch, but no one believes me. True <laughs> um, fact. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised it's there. I don't want to be like it deserves to be there, but I, I don't see. I don't know. I just, I'm Where's just this like, sense of? Like... <laughs> I think because it's escaped. I think because it, it's made its way off. I don't want to be like get back on because it's somehow managed to escape. So I'm like, you know, I'm it's gonna got keep refreshing the, that page now. As soon as it gets back, I'm gonna be like, yes. I think the thing, I, I think the thing I'm really thinking is if this <laughs> one is this low down, if this has now got its escape, what the hell are the rest of the films like? Maybe the Wayne's brothers, the Wayne's family, uh, bribed Bruce Willis into making that space film <laughs> just so yeah. that it'd be pushed off. We need to get off the bottom one hundred, please. <laughs> yeah. Before they do it on the podcast, please. <laughs> well, tough luck. <laughs> you weren't quick enough. I spent that 15p to cancer research to buy the DVD, so we are doing the episode. 
well, listen, at least something good came out of it. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe you could recycle it so at least it'll contribute something to society. <laughs> uh, so, guys, let's talk about something a bit more positive. Let's talk about films that we do like. So this week we are talking about our top three dance flicks. Now, Claire, I just want to clear up before we get started. What are the parameters of which you feel... <laughs> Yeah, film. see, because this is this I feel is gonna like classes as a dance flick because we we've had these discussions before. Right. I just want to get everything out on the table so, now because <laughs> I I was struggling with this one, <clears throat> and I think I think I was like so like La La Land. I don't think should count because whilst they are dancing in La La Land, it's a musical. The film isn't about dancing. There's, okay. there's like it's a Alex musical. Head is in a, in head in Alex has just picked three musicals then. Well, I know, like, no, it's just that La La Land was on my list. So, well, at least uh, an honourable mention. The choreography just, in La La Land. That's it. It's a beautiful film with beautiful dancing, but I don't think anything about the film is actually about dancing, other than they are dancing in it. And I kind of was like, I was thinking about Hustlers because I was on Alex's podcast mm-hmm. talking about Hustlers very recently. But again, I'm like. There isn't actually, even though they are dancers, there's not that much dancing in it. Okay. So okay. I, I kind of was like, I've made up some weird parameters in my head, but I was like, I'm probably not going to be gonna mean be a to bit you. More... I'm not going to yell at you for what you've chosen. Well, well, well that's nice. It's nice to know. It's fun, nice well, to funnily enough, nice and this is, sorry, just it, this is going to end up being like a plug, but... I, I've already done an episode of the rank list that is dancing films. So oh, I I had I had woo! films ready to go in in the in the whole Well then why don't you start us off and then I can just judge in the background and be like none of the plot is actually about dancing, Alex. No, well I've I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stick to these these parameters that have been set out. Okay. So so we is are we doing are we doing it Ma- is it like a top three? Yeah, yeah, my top three aren't in order. I just picked three that I liked. Okay, well, mine are in order. At number three oh. is Dirty it's Dancing. Sign it seriously. Dirty oh, Dancing. Nice nice. I think it had to be. Um, mainly because it's my mum's favourite film to ever exist. Um, and Such she a made... mum favourite film, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, she made me watch it when I was a kid. Is your mum if you my mum absolutely hates Dirty Dancing in Greece, which is why I know my mum does not like Joy and why I'm such a cynical bitch. <laughs> um, now, at number two, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this one isn't on anyone's list, uh, but I absolutely adore, adore it. It's Happy Feet. Oh, I wouldn't even thought of that. Such a good choice. That is a really good choice. Happy I haven't feet. seen that in so long. Such a joyous so when they movie. Do the such a Wonderland weird film. It is so good. And also made by the person who made Mad Max, which is oh. very strange. I it is such a that... weird film. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I love this film. Look at all the happy penguins. And then you get to the end, you're like, the world is dying. This is a terrible <laughs> thing. We, we deserve to die. I'm like, it, it's a roller coaster of a movie that I'm never ready for. But it's just so good. Absolutely adore it. Um, and then my number one, and it couldn't be anything else, uh, is Billy Elliot. Hands oh, down. I've actually never seen Billy Elliot. Oh, it's so good. It's oh, just, yeah. I adore it. For- for years, I really didn't like British film. I was like, really, oh, wow. like, didn't like British TV, didn't like British film. So I just have never watched Billy Elliot. And I do think actually, I do need to go back and I sort myself out. Had only just watched Billy Elliot for the first time properly. I had seen bits of it. I'd never sat down and watched it properly last year. Mm. And I liked it so much that it is in my top three. 
dancing films as well. Yes! Um, the Billy Elliot agenda. So, yeah, I really recommend watching it, Claire. Like, it's obviously really difficult when people are like, this is the best thing ever. And you're like, I don't want to watch it in case it's not. <laughs> but, like, I feel like you would really, you'll really appreciate it. It's a really moving story. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun as well. It's quite, it's feel good despite making you cry. Yeah. So it's just one of those classic ones. Um, the other ones that I wanted to mention in my top three um black swan i don't know if you're gonna allow this but it is a film about dancing and there's dancing oh, i kept with that on mine because it's one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time mm-hmm. i just i wasn't sure if i was gonna put it on my list because i couldn't mm. decide how i felt about it is, is now that you've seen... put it now um, that you've put it on your list, I definitely won't put it on. Okay. Mine. The thing that I struggled with is that I haven't seen enough of those typical dance mm-hmm. flicks to even have them as any of my yeah. favourites. That I was like, I'm just going to go a little bit more out yeah. of the box here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a film! Like, if you haven't seen yeah. that, like, I haven't you can listened to me time. talking about it on a different podcast because it's one of my favourite yeah, movies of all time. Plug. Check out my uh, episode on <laughs> the back row where I talk about how much I love it because I just want to be a sad little ballerina. <laughs> um and my final one might be a little bit controversial is um the remake of Suspiria I also was thinking about putting that on my list Mm. so I really liked the dancing in that I watched both of them for the first time last year Mm. and whilst I completely appreciate and think the first one is fantastic the new one just had a very different tone Mm -hmm. and made me feel much more scared and horrified and the dancing in it was so mesmerizing um i need to rewatch it again that these are like obviously other than black swan which i used to say is a, it was a favorite for me billy elliott and, and suspira i've actually only watched the one time but it's so difficult when these are such niche categories <laughs> that i'm like okay this isn't like a favorite favorite but these are ones that have really stuck with me yeah. and uh, affected me and uh yeah something a little bit different i just also want to do an honorable mention for magic mike xxl again i, I really been on thought my list. i expected magic mike xxl well, to be on, your been list. on my list for sexy films so uh, <laughs> yeah that makes what can i say also we and forgot that... to mention the channing tatum parody ah uh, yes, yes he actually was we, we me and claire commented that the person that they done uh chosen to represent him so to speak was actually quite good in the physicality of <laughs> pretending to be Channing Tatum so a little shout out for uh C2 there <laughs> okay so uh my free I was a bit like you I kind of I was like I don't know what my parameters are and um, so I'm gonna go for the classic of the genre which I was watching earlier is Step Up um, and mm-hmm. just because I think if you want to watch like uh, naughty's <clears throat> dance film the first step up is good Channing Tatum is great in it it kind of broke him into the mainstream um it's very dated but it is as all in my opinion those kind of dance dance flicks are they're Sunday afternoon hangover films they just <laughs> yeah. are what you need that you can if you fell asleep you'd wake back up and you'd understand what was happening there's some nice music there's some pretty people dancing and the story is pretty easy to follow it's always about an underdog and they always win and you're like woo. Um, so yeah the step up the original there um then i'm gonna go with uh strictly ballroom which is baz lerman's first uh, film Mm -hmm. which um it's just wonderful and 
all about dance. Mm. Um, I actually only watched it for the first time last month. Mm, but I've I'd seen, seen, seen the stage show before and um, the film and the stage show, both brilliant. Kind of related, but unrelated. I watched Moulin Rouge for the first time the other day. Oh, God, Alex, this is going to... Oh, God. Oh, no, wait. Well... <laughs> How, what what was your opinion of Moulin oh, Rouge, Alex? I, I loved it. Oh, thank God. Right, yeah, okay, yeah. We were all holding our breath then. Yeah. I wondered about including Moulin Rouge in this, but again, I was like, it's more about like acting and love yeah. than dancing. I don't think I've ever been... Musical, I would say as well. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't think I've ever been more attracted to Hugh McGregor in my entire life. Oh, my God. Like, every time I watch that film. So good. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you like Moulin Rouge, do go back and watch Strictly Ballroom okay. because that was, like, his first. Okay. Um, as always, Daisy, I've got it on DVD if you want to borrow it. Wonderful names. <laughs> um, Who so needs Netflix? I know. Um, and then my last one um, is going... I've forgotten what it was. Jesus Christ, I'm so tired. Like... <laughs> the bra- when we talk about these films, the brain cells do tend to check out a little bit, you know. And my third film um, is going to be Showgirls, which I did oh. already include on our Razzies. So probably a little bit of a cheat if I'm not meant to be repeating films. No, but... I don't think it's more of a personal preference that I didn't want to repeat. I, yeah. I mean, it could have been that I had to because I couldn't think of enough. Well, interestingly enough, two of the other picks were going to be either Black Swan or the Suspiria remake. Oh, so yeah, I'm so going to stick. Are, tastes, uh, tastes yeah. aren't too dissimilar. Aren't they? Well, because it's a thing of like... I love, like I've said, like Honey, and I love Coyote Ugly. Oh, why did I pick Coyote Ugly? See, I would argue that there's not enough dancing. Yeah, which is why why I didn't choose it. Not enough Adam Garcia topless on a on a bar, if you ask me. There's enough. There's it's it's enough, but not enough. Yeah, (laughs) and but yeah, so Showgirls, it's just wild. It's a special kind of dancing. And I think when I spoke about it last time, I was like, if you haven't seen it, it just is, has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, I haven't seen it still. Um, it's just, it's a lot. Um, so yeah, I've gone, you know, the the really shitty dance flick, the mm-hmm. actual film about like ballroom dancing, mm-hmm. and then psycho stripper dancing. Oh. I've covered a, a whole covered world of all of the niche subgenres yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Okay, great. I like the real mix of stuff we've got there. We really did uh, yeah. think outside of the box for those ones. And we all I kind I of overlapped too. Is, mm-hmm. Happy Feet is still the cleverest oh, pick though. It really I still, is. I think that is a really clever one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, I'd need to watch Even if it's just like the boogie ones that I've seen. And Daisy spending her afternoon on YouTube watching clips from Happy Feet. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That's what I do on the regs. <laughs> cool. So that about wraps it up for us for this episode um talking about dance flick um but we'd love to know have you seen it do you want to watch it now do you think that it deserves a place or its old place on the bottom 100 um do get in touch um and let us know you can find us on twitter and instagram at w rated pod and on letterboxd at w rated um alex where can we find you and do you have anything awesome which i know that you do to plug for um everyone to check out um yeah i suppose so uh I, you can find me at presenter Alex um, on Twitter, where you can pretty much find most of the things that I do. Uh, me and Billy Melissa on Twitter have a podcast called The Annapurnaverse, which Claire has been on twice now. Whoop. And Daisy is still yet to be on because the film that you um, requested still hasn't been picked by the magical no. wheel. So. By the wheel. It's all about the wheel. It is all about the wheel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, you know, we talk about Annapurna films and and it's it's good fun. And then mm-hmm. I've recently become one of the co-hosts of Jumpcast, 
Very exciting. So yeah, you can catch that at jumpcast underscore on Twitter. Is that where the Vertigo rant is? It is. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Check <laughs> check that one Wait, out. Check that one out. <laughs> and Claire, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, I'm at Claire Ellen Hope, Claire without an I, um, where you will find me talking about my many midlife crisis breakdowns and not really about films that much recently. So um, sorry to anyone who followed me for my very terrible film takes. You were just getting my very terrible life takes instead. Top quality content right there. Subscribe. Yeah. so thanks for tuning in everyone if you enjoy listening to our podcast please do give us a follow or subscribe and if you're feeling particularly generous a rating and review is always greatly appreciated and we hope you can join us for the next episode where we take on our next worst rated film see you then bye bye